0: PC shipments are about to drop, and so is some Xbox hardware maybe next month. What's up everybody, Brad here. Welcome back. It is the second half of February. We are rocking and rolling through 2020. A lot of news going on. We've got some Xbox hardware on the horizon here, and it's not Xbox Series X, if that's what you're thinking, but we'll talk here in a minute. Um, we've got some PC issues going on around the planet. we got Windows 10X. We've just got a lot to talk about. As always, as we do on Friday, you can find the timestamps down in the description below, but let's not waste any time and jump right into it. PC shipments are expected to fall in the year, well, this year, in 2020. 2020. 2020 reason being the coronavirus is taking a significant impact out of manufacturing at the global economy scale now this is a this is a big deal not just the manufacturing but it's an issue right the virus is impacting lives it's taking lives for that matter we don't know how far or when it's going to subside and companies have been pulling out of conferences we saw mobile world congress completely shut down Um, we've seen sony and facebook and some others are pulling out of gdc rsa is next week and some companies are saying hey we're not going to attend that out of fear and safety for our, our health of our employees and so manufacturing in a whole as a whole is being impacted and so people PC shipments are expected to climb, Apple actually said that their their revenues are going to be impacted as well because of iPhone production and shortages of the like. So just keep all that in mind that things are getting a little tough and I hope that we see one not only resolution to the virus but the manufacturing spinning back up because that is going to have a global cascading impact on um, just the overall economic health of the world and so I hope those things return to normal here in the near future. So, uh, other things on the Apple camp. Apple is reportedly, according to Bloomberg's Mark Gurman, who is pretty accurate on this stuff, that they're looking at reversing some of their terrible decisions that they have made or really just never changed. Right now, the most annoying thing on iOS is that, hey, if you want a different default map, mail, or browser application, good luck. You can't change that. And because of regulatory action recently, Apple is said to be considering changing those things. So hopefully that option will arrive in iOS 14 and they'll do some dumb announcement. Like we listened to your feedback. Well, this has been the feedback pretty much since like the very first version of iOS, which was not even called iOS. So hopefully Apple actually listens. I still don't think we're going to see iMessage on Android. I'd still love to see it on the PC. Apple, if you're listening, Tim Cook hit me up because that that is the missing component that I, I Sorely, sorely would like. Uh, Also interesting on the mobile side, Google released Android 11 this week, at least a very early developer preview. Typically these things start arriving in March, but here we are in February talking about Android 11. It's going to bring a lot of features uh, to the platform. It's actually a very long list. And if you're curious about these things, you should go look. But one of the features that I'm very excited about that is coming is actually something on iOS but Apple or Android is now supporting it. It's ability to use an application and only let it use your location once. A little pop-up comes up and says, "Hey, only use my location while using the app or allow once." It's a good thing. It's good to see Google starting to cramp cramp down. Clamp down on privacy. Apple has done a decent good job. Nobody's perfect, but it's good to see that that feature is now coming to Android because it's something that I do use a lot on iOS and I do miss it when I'm playing. Uh, xCloud on my uh, Android device, which is where I've been playing it a lot lately because xCloud on iOS, while good, you can only play Halo. And I don't always want to just play Halo. So there you go. Uh, A lot of news on the Microsoft front as well. Uh, Microsoft finally released their unified Office application, which spans all of their Office apps and brings it into one nice neat little package just called Office. So you can go download that. It was previously in beta, was announced at Ignite, but now it is generally available to everybody. Microsoft is also hosting a mixed reality mixed reality dev days. This is happening right before build. Interesting timing. Uh, Microsoft was gonna be doing something similar to this out at Mobile World Congress, but now they're doing it right before build. I'll be very curious to see it. HoloLens is one of those things that Microsoft has that I don't think they get, I don't think they use enough in the promotional material, because it's an awesome piece of technology. Like, if you've never actually used a HoloLens, you should try to go to a Microsoft store and see if they have them, uh, because it is really, really cool. Granted, it's not ready for consumer, it's not ready for mass market, it's still priced too much, it's still way out there in that it's got a finite demographic of who can actually make use of it, but it is cool it is really really cool and so there's going to be some mixed reality dev days that's also going to focus on their headsets as well and so keep that in mind another thing happening if you have a surface laptop 3 how's your screen a lot of them actually have been cracking microsoft has acknowledged that this is an issue they haven't offered an immediate resolution more than likely obviously they're just replacing them because all these things are under warranty but they haven't actually said hey is this a wide-ranging problem impacting all surface laptop 3s or is it a specific run of development or, or build quality that happened? So I, I'd like to think optimistically that it's a certain SKU number that is actually happening that's happening. Because the, the laptops, like I'm looking at one right there, um, um Is not a new form factor. Microsoft didn't dramatically change things up. It's not like the Surface Pro X screen is cracking where it's all new, everything. Like Microsoft is familiar with this model. And so that's why I think it's a limited production run more than likely got a bad batch of glass and or something along the way. Other thing, Microsoft is introducing RCS messaging uh, to your phone, your phone being the application on your windows 10 pc but only for certain samsung galaxy devices so i suspect that that will come to everything else uh, in the near future but it seems like microsoft is piloting a lot of your phone features with the galaxy lineup first and then they eventually make their way to other things on to the gaming news so xbox added a bunch of games the game pass including ninja gating kingdom hearts uh, two point hospital wasteland remastered and several more and Crucially, several of these things are coming to Game Pass for PC as well, so if you've been hanging out there. Um, On to the hardware. So Microsoft is more than likely, I believe, releasing two new controllers next month. I know if you're thinking, hey, we're gonna announce the Series X next month, that's not what I'm hinting at. I believe there are two controllers coming. Um, I don't quite know the colors, but if you've been holding out for, on buying an Xbox One controller, you might wait because it looks like there's going to be two limited edition models coming um, next month, based on the information that I have been set or seen, I should say. So there you go. Um, also, Google Stadia. If you've been holding out not playing that because it's not available on your phone, you should go check. It's now available on a lot more Android devices, although still not available on iOS. So. Uh, you kind of got a little mix and match there if you want to do some mobile gaming because xCloud is available on uh, Android and iOS devices, but not on the PC. And then Stadia is available on some Android devices, but it is available on the PC and with the Chromecast Ultra. So there you go, guys. Uh, several questions in the hopper for the week. Let me f- refresh the thread. I always tweet that out. You can find that thread that I tweet out um, every Thursday around noon-ish Eastern time, between noon and 1:30 if I as long as I remember. Let's dive in. Avarada says, What are your thoughts on the company MP? Tyrion bringing out their nebulous phone that runs Windows 10 on ARM and Android apps, and I would not give this much weight at all. Um, This, like, blew up, like, in the matter of, like, a couple hours that a company that nobody has ever heard of is building a phone on a platform that has never been released and is gonna do things that we have never seen in the Microsoft world. This reminds me of the Wharton Brooks or whatever, like random mobile phone that popped up on Kickstarter and made a bunch of noise and then never actually shipped. And there were a couple others along the way. I very much think this is the same thing um, because there's not the there's no call functionality built into Windows 10 on ARM, at least to my knowledge at this time, you'd have to use something like Skype or another application. So it's not, uh, like, it's not like a Qualcomm Snapdragon chip in there that has all the components that you find in a Galaxy S20. It's not, it's not the same thing. I think this is complete vaporware. The company didn't even have a website. Um, now they do have a website now, but it is very poorly built, put together and like, you could see them building it in real time because it said the store will not accept things or will not accept cart items during development beta install period or something crazy like that. It was just basically default language saying, hey, you can't actually use the store because it's not set up correctly when it's not actually installed completely. Um, this, like, I, I, I laughed the whole time because if you went back on Empyreon's Twitter account, which they're based out of the UK, cause it's called Empyreon UK. Like if you scroll back like years, like to 2018, it says, yeah, we're building a phone that's going to run windows 10 pro and it's going to be based on Intel. And then the narrative slowly changed over time. I, I don't, this is vaporware. I will be shocked if this thing ships in any sort of volume the reason being one they're trying to do things that have not been done previously if it was easy or profitable companies like hpe or hp for the matter would be already be doing it number two margins on hardware are just incredibly thin like this isn't something a a new company i shouldn't say can't do but you don't launch a phone this way just with a random twitter account random images and no actual shipping hardware so uh Dave Jr. says, hi, Brad, Dave here. I hear Paul mention he blows away his PC all the time and starts over with a fresh install of Windows Windows 10. Do you know if he uses the package up? No, he doesn't. He just basically blows it all away. Uh, and just starts fresh for my knowledge. So uh, any advice is I appreciate. I'm about to blow away my Surface Book 1 that is showing its age. Um, What I would do is just go into Windows 10 and just do refresh this PC is probably a better option than completely reinstalling it. You're more than welcome to do that, obviously. Just throw a USB key in with the bootable media and it's pretty easy to do. I've done it several times, but refresh this PC typically works pretty dang well. Uh, Kadoop says, my question is, with Windows 10X containers, will Microsoft eliminate the need for antivirus software and also the virus ransomworms attacks? So that's a a really good question. So the the idea here is if Microsoft can run uh, applications, all applications on a Windows 10 operating system, we'll call it Windows 10X because that's what Microsoft is calling it. Do we actually need antivirus? No and yes, right? The idea here is, right, that uh, an application is sandboxed or containerized and can't actually access anything else inside the system um, with some light caveats, such as like copy and paste and some other things. So in theory, no, you do not actually need uh, antivirus software. Now, that is all being built on the foundation that nobody has found an exploit that allows applications to break outside the container. So... Do you or don't you? I think it's still too early in the game. In theory, it should eliminate these possibilities. But at the same time, antivirus software will not run on Windows 10X because it does not have access to the substrate that it would need to actually be an effective antivirus platform. So there's also that issue running on Windows 10X. Uh, Andrea. Andre says, hey, Brad, thanks for your great work. Appreciate you listening. Uh, Do you know anything about the Surface Monitor as a standalone display product? So the last thing I heard, and it has been far too long, has been over a year, is that it was expected to be in 2021 is when Microsoft was going to do that. Whether or not they are still going to do that, I don't know. Um, that is the last I had heard. I haven't heard anything recently. Doesn't mean it's not happening. It just means that I haven't heard anything um, recent. I, I really would love a Surface Monitor. A, that aspect ratio is fantastic. Uh, Microsoft does a good job building quality hardware. I would, I would love a Surface Monitor. Usman says, uh, I'm a little confused by the new Office mobile apps. I have opened and viewed a few uh, complicated spreadsheets and Word documents, and they seem to be identical to the standalone apps. They seem to also have the full ribbon and in Excel. It also has the specialized Excel keyboard. This does feel very full feature and contrary to what we have heard from other news outlets when they refer to it as lightweight on all the Office ops. So, Here's the interesting thing microsoft is the reason why they're called lightweight apps that was very explicitly listed out in their press releases and embargoed material that these are lightweight versions i think their idea here is to create just a single app that makes it easier to jump around between your office products what they want is a little mobile office hub rather than you trying to jump around between files and different applications so you can just open up the office app get everything you need and stay inside that environment sort of like a quasi teams uh second on windows weekly Mary Jo. Fen- Mary Jo fully mentioned that a Surface Studio monitor is coming this year. Also, that's where that rumor came from. I remember it was mentioned in your book and also Tom Warren reported a year ago. I think he reported from my book, potentially. Um, is this still accurate? So I have not actually heard that. What I, this is very interesting. I didn't realize that she'd said it on, on Windows Weekly. So I have heard that the fall is going to be much more interesting than the spring and expect to see some more AMD stuff coming down the pipeline. I'm hoping that we see a monitor. Uh, An old Amiga user says, for Surface Pro X, have you tried to push the envelope at all with regard to type of Win32 applications you run? For basic productivity applications, I assume it's reasonable. It absolutely is. But I was wondering if you have tried to push it a little bit uh, to see where it can run out of Steam. Since those applications are running in an emulator, what is the constraining factor, CPU or RAM? Um, I have not actually really tried to push it with any high-end application, mostly because The highest end application that I use frequently is video editing. And I know that the Surface Pro X will not be able to handle video editing. Um, A lot of even the lower end Surface hardware really, really struggles without a dedicated high end GPU. Um, Video editing just kind of struggles. So, um, no, I haven't tried to push it, but I... I know that it's not going to be great with anything much beyond some basic productivity apps. Uh, do the office app support object linking from other applications? So the Excel graph and a word document would update and the underlying Excel data is changed. It did work in windows RT. I believe that does work actually on the service pro X. And do you know if an app, which has both UWP and win 32 versions that could be used to showcase the difference in how the system works? Um, no, I don't what he's trying to do here is take a look at two different applications um, one built on UWP, one built on 132. I don't know any off the top of my head. I was, The first one that jumped into my mind was actually Notepad, but that's not really gonna be accurate. Um, no, I'd love to know if anybody else actually knows that. Team 56 says, is there any way I can check the feedback for enterprise services services like Azure? It's pretty easy to check the public perception for customer goods, but it's not so easy for enterprise product. I'd like to learn that as well, he's looking for customer feedback of people who use Azure. So it's gonna be just like any other product. Uh, it's pretty mixed across the board, right? One thing I have heard recently is that getting help from Microsoft when you have Azure issues can be a little complex and take some wrangling. It's not, you can just call it up, get the help desk and get your answer right away. Mostly because issues, if you have them at that scale, are significantly more complex than, say, uh, my computer won't boot or something like that. Uh, Have you heard exactly how Microsoft plans to leverage Anaconda and Lockhart boards for Azure services? Um, Will they be used for something specialized like GPU accelerated and workloads or just normal VMs utilizing eight cores? I don't know yet. I think we're still a little too early because Microsoft has to. you got to remember, step one is getting xCloud up and running efficiently and effectively and at scale. And then they will start to bring on other services once you find good workloads for them. So I haven't heard anything at this time. And then he said, I just ordered a Surface Pro X on the cheap. Any tip I should be aware of? The only thing I'd be aware of is make sure you're running ARM compiled applications to the best of your ability, specifically when it comes to a browser, I think that is going to be your best bet. Uh, Mark says, do you have a feel for why a company with as much money and talent as Microsoft struggles to fix issues with windows such as search experience and inconsistent UI? As someone with no experience in either tech or business, it seems strange that a third-party search app, uh, everything works so well while a trillion-dollar company can't get their search. So here's, here's part of the issue. Microsoft has a as a, a, an ethos, if you will, that people don't really get rewarded for fixing things, they get rewarded for shipping things. Now, putting that aside, yes, Microsoft has virtually unlimited uh, funds. When I know there's limits on them, but compared to the layperson, they have unlimited funds and unlimited talent and unlimited resources to fix this stuff. There's a couple reasons why. One, not everybody is working on Windows. Two, there's not a lot of push for Windows anymore. It's all on Windows 10X. But the other thing is, they don't always know that issues are there. And then fixing an issue that you don't know is not there, it can be very difficult. But the reason why Microsoft is taking their slow time on this is that there's no business there, right? If they go fix and make the UI really consistent across Windows, what is the business justification for that? Are they going to make more money? No, they're they're not going to sell more versions of Windows for that. It's happening slowly over time as iterative pieces are being updated, like we're getting new icons, um, finally, that kind of match and, and, bring, and refresh the OS a little bit, if you will. But it's not doing a whole lot. At the end of the day, it just comes down to what do we get? What's the business justification for taking 10 engineers and putting them on, rebuilding the UI with consistency? Can we make more money that way? I don't think they, they can. Now they might get some, you know, positive pr out of it which does have value I, I fully agree but it's not going to shift the needle or improve their their uh bottom line at the end of the day and mr pki rounding it up says following the popular uh tradition of being last and that he is should everyone wait until the holidays for a new laptop so that they can see what oems are going to offer windows 10x models or a surface neo so it depends I, i'm a big believer and if you need a laptop today buy a laptop today if you're waiting for what's next you will always be waiting if you are going to wait, contradicting myself, I would wait until IFA or IFA, as some people call it, which happens, I believe, in August or September, because that will give you a good look at everything that should be arriving for the holiday shopping season. Um, CES is a little too nebulous, in my opinion, about what will and won't ship. But wait until IFA September-ish timeline, and that should give you a good overall view of what is coming down the pipeline and what you can expect from all of the major OEMs. So... There you go, guys, that wraps it up for today. Uh, Thanks for tuning in, thanks for all the questions. As always, hit that subscribe button. We'll catch all of you right back here next time.